very truth, the next book about David Crowley. This will continue on where the Gray Stage book left off. So much to cover, so much new data that came out after the book was published. And we're going to have multiple writers on this who are writing multiple chapters on this, hopefully, covering various aspects of this very important case. Very excited about this book, very excited about releasing this so that we can continue to keep this case alive so that the public will continue to know that there is no evidence, there are no facts, there is nothing that proves David Crowley guilty, period. This book may assume a lot of things that you've already read the first book, that you've already done some research on this particular case. Uh, in order, for the people that have never heard about this case, that may read this book for the very first time, there will be some summaries in this book uh, and some references back to the, to the first book. But you don't need to necessarily read The Gray Stage to enjoy this book, to like this book, and to get something out of it. This is mostly for researchers. That's my view on it. This is for researchers, for real researchers, for people who really care, and for people that are interested in this case too, for family, for friends, uh, for anyone who is curious about what really happened to this family. Why did the police just assume David was guilty within 24 hours of finding these bodies? And why have they been unable to prove David Crowley guilty? These are some of the questions we're going to continue to ask in this book, on future shows, future projects that we're not ready to name yet. We have multiple researchers looking at this from multiple angles who are all going to give you their view on this case, their thoughts on this case. And I hope to have uh, several more writers join in the fold here very, very soon. I would love to get this out by January 17th, 2023. Hopefully that will be possible. If not, that's okay too. The main thing is to get this out and so that people have the information that I believe is very crucial to this case, very crucial to helping to reopen this case if it is not already reopened. We're gonna look at some very interesting things, including some fake documents we're going to dig deeper into the Tony Floyd saga, if you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you soon will. <laughs> you can also look up uh, the eight-hour video that I did titled uh, The Tony Floyd Saga. And then there's shorter videos related to that particular topic. Tony Floyd. Who is Tony Floyd? What did Tony Floyd do? How did Tony Floyd come into this picture? No, it's not his real name. But he plays a very important role in some of these fake documents, in the Apple Valley Police response to the fake documents, and in also making sure that the public has some knowledge of some uh, very important aspects of this case. This all happened right around the time that Sophia and myself got um, more documents related to this case at least three or four more big documents, including the Blacklight document, which is a very big one. Uh, you could do a whole book on just that, but the Blacklight document really goes over, it's, it's, a, it's a timeline, it's a pretty good timeline of all of the electronic devices 
and what the police found, and more importantly, what they didn't found. Guess what they didn't find? They did not find evidence that David Crowley was guilty. You may be asking yourself, well, did they find evidence that he was innocent? Well, perhaps, perhaps not. But the one who makes the accusation needs to be able to back it up. And it's hard for me to blame any people who are not in law enforcement and are not involved in this case when there are people who are in law enforcement who are involved in this case that stated that David Crowley was guilty. We believe is a very key term. Remember that one from Tom Lydon's report? We believe. That's what the Apple Valley police said to we, we, we. Not we know, we believe, we think, etc., etc. And the police involved in that report have really never been challenged. And really, the police, um, the Apple Valley Police Department, has really never been challenged in a way that Tom Lydon could have challenged them, in a way that Eric Nelson, who made a sloppy mentry called A Gray State, could have challenged them. The New Yorker article writer. Alec Wilkinson could have challenged them. Other people could have challenged them, but didn't. So that just leaves us. So we'll continue to challenge their findings, and hopefully those challenges will one day lead to reopening this very important case. This case is not solved, folks, and this case is not closed. Don't let them tell you otherwise, because it's not. It is ruled exceptionally clear. It is not close. We're talking about three people that were murdered. Brutally. Some very interesting aspects of this crime scene that I've not seen in any other crime scene that I've looked into personally. Never seen a case like this one. So they tried to bury the truth. We're going to dig it up. We're going to continue we're going to continue to dig up this truth. Let's see where it goes. See what we find. Put your hands deep down into that soil. Look for it. It's there. Careful what you find. Because you may not like it. Now, the more that they bury the truth, the more we bring out our shovels and dig it right back up for the public to see. We can only hide it from the public for so long. They will only take so much before they say, okay, yeah, there's something weird here. And it may take some time, but that's okay. So I got time. Right now, I know that you and 
Greg and I are working on a book collab in regards to the case, and we're hoping to get that out uh, at the end of the year, hopefully January. January 17th, on, on the anniversary of when their bodies were found, I think is what Greg was talking about. So I've been working very hard on that and trying to get these chapters all polished up and trying to keep me from being a procrastinator because <laughs> I'm horrible at that. <laughs> I've been promising these chapters for a year. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, writing until 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I know I did that too on, on one of the chapters um, Greg sent me, he, he put it through his program and he sends it back and he goes, well, there's only, you know, some few things, but the program wasn't quite sure on some of the things you were, and then when I read it, it I could just tell it was just a dump, right? I do, when I write, I just dump. And then I didn't even go back because I'm reading it going, this doesn't make any sense at all. It took me almost all day to rewrite that chapter. <laughs> the last three paragraphs last night, I'm like falling asleep as I'm writing it. And I'm like, if I wait until I get up the next day, I'm not going to do this. I need to get it done. And I send it to him. I don't even know if the email made sense. <laughs> I need to go back and take a look at it. <laughs> But I was just like, I just got to get it out. <laughs> I was so close. And it was like over 20-something pages. So no, no, no. Go that way. It's going to be a cat. great book, guys, when it's done. I mean, the chapters that Sophia's writing and Greg is writing. And, I mean, I, I kind of feel like um, I, I need to step up to the plate better because these guys are, like, writing really long chapters and mine are, like, super short. <laughs> Maybe I need to add a little bit more. But the difference for me is I'm, I don't want to expound too much because I am also writing a personal book. So these chapters will also be in my book, but I'm expanding and adding more. So it won't be exactly the same thing. So I, I don't want to duplicate the work. But at the same time, I wanted to make sure in the book that because Greg's going to get it out way faster than I will ever get mine out. And um, so... I still want it to be enough that people will get the general idea and get the information that we're putting out there, at least for me. But, you know, trust me, Sophia's writing 20 pages. That girl's covering everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just want the person to understand exactly what I'm talking about. And with this particular chapter, it's, it's the parallels between the scripts and the crime scene and the documentary and how there's way too many parallels for it to be a coincidence. And, uh, oh, Russell's saying that he's missing half of what we're say, uh, saying. Oh, his, his internet keep going in and out. Hi, Rick. Hey, Rick. <laughs> I'm sorry, Russell. And maybe you can catch it, you know, when you listen to it again, hint, hint, <laughs> we get another <laughs> view that way. <laughs> I'm shameless today, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the parallels, my notes for that, and the ones that we worked together and created, uh, it's just bullet points and it's very general, but we knew what we were talking about, especially when we recorded it for the video. And now I'm having to go through and make sure I have the actual page number and 
I'm writing it out in detail and then I look at it and it's over 20 pages long and then I'm adding extra stuff to it because I'm trying to figure uh, trying to bring the reader into how we started doing this and giving them extra information so that they know exactly what we're talking about and it's just it I thought oh this would be easy I can get this done because I've already done uh, the majority of the work no, no. <laughs> it's not easy it's made it 10 times harder <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, it's, it's like when we just recently did the video on the Blacklight Report, uh, there is so much more we still have to cover on that. It is, it's insane how much information is in there. And I had no idea. I know Sophia had taken a really good long look at it and she'd been talking about it off and on for a long time. But when I finally started putting together the presentation to do the Blacklight Report, I was like, oh my goodness, you're not kidding. And that thing is just loaded with information. And what I walked away from when I got done, you know, typing up the spreadsheet and getting it all together is I was really shocked because we know that the narrative is David was going into a deep depression. He was sliding in, he was withdrawing, he was doing this, he was doing that. But you see none of that in his computer work and in his computer searches. And, you know, you compare that with the notes he was writing and everything he was doing was searches for gray state, the rise. There was no deep, dark dive. There was no falling into depression. He and Kamel were living their everyday lives. And that surprised me. I don't think it was just the rise, though. I think it was also for gray state. Because as I was doing the bullet points yesterday for the 2014 script, uh -huh. uh, when I got nearer to the end and I was uh, reading the script, there was a lot of the stuff, like especially the Middle East, that was being mentioned in the 2014 script. So he very possibly could have been writing another episode or something. I'm sorry, yeah. I had to move and, and out of the way. Yeah, that's very true. But I know some people were pointing to like his his searches on Stalin and, and the murders. And then there was the music. And then on his notes, which I'm going to be doing, well, not me, Sophie and I are doing, I'm dragging her into this when she gets done. Um, but we're going to be doing a follow-up video because I found in his notes where it shows where he has a list of these items. And then he scratches off the Stalin, Stalin executions and then something mm -hmm. else, which were part of those searches on the black light. So we're going to show you his notes. And, and, and that was all that per, those particular things were the rise. But there were other things like Sophia was saying, it was Gray State, the movie or, or chapters for it. So, you know, I saw nothing and there's nothing that shows him, you know, going into this depression that everybody says he was. It's not there at all. And uh, <laughs> Cryptric, I like that. Crypt Cryptric wrote, I wrote one page. He is innocent. Done. <laughs> it's okay, we'll add that Short, chapter to simple, the <laughs> to the point, you know, just. <laughs> Hi, Inside the Cave. <laughs> Thanks for joining. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so what else did you want to add? I'm trying to think. 
<laughs> okay, well, she's there's so much stuff, but you know, a lot of the stuff I don't want to come out and right. show our hand yet because so okay. that is good stuff. Yeah, and like she said, I mean, um, we're just waiting for an attorney to to respond and say that they'll help because I'm telling you, we have found things that, like I said, when I wrote to one of the state representatives and, you know, and then I contacted somebody else who used to do investigations into this, but they're, they, they don't anymore, so they can't help us, but they did look at what I had and what I found. And these people's responses get an attorney. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, it's like all of a sudden it's like such hope. It's like this renewed faith now that maybe somehow, some way we'll be able to get David's name cleared and get these people to at least reopen this case. That's the least they can do. You know, for example, when we're looking at that Blacklight report and it states that the last time the root directory on the laptop was accessed, was January 14th, but it was late at night, almost midnight. So the 14th to the 15th, and the bodies were found on the 17th. And accessing a root drive is a manual thing. You have to go in and type directory, or excuse me, I hope I didn't make too much noise on the microphone, but you have to type, you know, DIR and do all this stuff either in your DOS prompt or you have to physically go into that laptop to access the root directory. It's not like it went into sleep mode, somehow it got bumped or whatever, or just automatically decides to do an update because it's running. No, no. And, and this is something the police knew. They, they had it, they, they've known. So who accessed that root directory on January 14th, almost 15th, two days before the bodies were found? It's like, that's super, super huge, super huge. Yeah, that's, and we ruled out paleo. I mean, there's only so much that dog can do. <laughs> he doesn't have opposable thumbs. He can't type on the laptop. Yeah, but it was also up on the island too. I mean, hitting the computer, turning it back on. I don't think that was a possibility for him. Correct. So, you know, and we know that the police were in that house on that day. Supposedly nobody else was well, in that house. Well, on the 15th, there should have been nobody in there. The bodies Correct. weren't found until the 17th. So uh, especially, I think, um, if I remember, so please don't quote me, but I'm trying to remember what Sophia told me. Um, so this is on me for not remembering it right, but I think it was somewhere around uh, like 11.59 or 10.59 or something like that. It was really close to midnight um, when this happened on the 14th. So it was the 14th, almost the 15th. And also another thing to note that states on the Blacklight Report is that it was set for auto login. And um, so that meant everything was saved. All you had to do was just click log in and it would pop in. So any Tom, Dick or Harry who had, you know, happened to have been by there could have logged into the system. David had received several calls around that time. That's right. That's right. 
I'll have to see if it correlates with the black light report and the cell phone records. That would be very interesting. So let me write that note. Yeah, there's so much. It's like when you first look or, or think or, you know, talk to anybody about this case, you know, you think like, oh, well, it's okay. It's cut and dry. There's a, a you know, a 400 page report, which really is nothing. It's not that long, a 500 page report. Well, 488 pages is the most we've received. You're like, okay, that's really nothing. But when you start looking at each individual report and then how this one will support this one and how this one gives you information, then you compare it to that one. And then all of a sudden, it's like this wealth of information just starts flowing. And then you're like, how did they miss this? I mean, we're quote unquote amateurs, right? We're, we're just doing this because we truly believe in the innocence of this man and we see it. So how could these professionals not see it? Was that you or your cat? No, it was me. I just, I shifted position and it just flopped over. <laughs> trying to figure out what I could do to keep it from ever doing that, but I don't know. I need to get a better setup. <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, there. Um, let's see what else. Darn it. Uh, we we know that the black light report basically showed that. He wasn't spiraling into darkness. He wasn't searching occult satanic stuff or anything like that that the narrative had stated. He wasn't, you couldn't tell if he was depressed by his searches. It really just showed that he was doing research. And that was basically it. And I mean, he's doing research. I'm assuming it's for the rise that he's about to release on the first of the year. And then it's very possible he could have been writing the second part or the next episode even, or going back and polishing up the first one. And uh, if this man had been thinking, you know, just screw it, I'm just going to go kill myself and my family. Why is he doing that? Why is he working on the documentary and and in the scripts i don't understand you know it's like wasted effort rick says I, I stumbled on a channel here last night called historic research who did a video on this case have you seen it I, no i, I haven't heard. seen it but I'll take a screenshot of that and I'll go check it out later. No, Thank thanks. you, Rick. Yeah, thanks. It's everybody and anybody who's going to do any kind of video on this case is like, please, let's let's keep getting this out there. Oh, so from seven years ago, but hey, that's still good. Maybe we could, if there's still a viable channel, maybe they might Correct. be willing to revisit it. Absolutely. As you were talking about the black light report and how they missed the, what did you call it? The root file? Mm -hmm. The access. Yes. The, the root file. The access. access. 
and how they possibly could have missed that. I just have to wonder, is it some type of a cover-up? Is it some type of corruption that's going on in the case? A lot of people in the past have said police departments don't function that way. Uh, this is only on TV that you see stuff like this happening. But in reality, there's been numerous documentaries put out uh, where corruption in small towns, corruption in certain uh, parts of the country is very high when it comes to police departments, sheriff's departments, and even state police. It is an ongoing situation. You know, when the Crowley family was found, you had all of them jumping on saying, oh, he'd gone crazy, he would lost his mind, he was super depressed, and he's doing this, and he's smoking pot, and we were all getting high on drinking absinthe, blah, blah. I mean, same thing. David's toxicology report and his internet searches and all of his activities show it was all a complete lie. Kylie, you have Sammy going on on the record to, you know, interviews and stuff and saying that she witnessed Kylie being drunk and she couldn't walk and couldn't, so she was going to refuse to drive home with her and all this other stuff. Kylie's toxicology report comes back and it's just a tiny bit of pot in her system. So not only was David's so-called friends lying, but now the Sammy girl, for a lack of a better term, she lied about the condition of Kylie at that party just before she supposedly was getting ready to leave. Now, what we don't know is, was it really Kylie that sent the text to her mom or had something happened to her earlier? We don't know. Right now, we know nothing because we can't trust a thing out of anybody's mouth. I got dinged by Facebook saying that my post for this live was spam. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. They've restricted my account because of it. What? Yeah. Let me read it to you. It says, the author of the post, me, and the people who manage the justice for David Crowley family can see this post. We have the standards to prevent things like false advertising, fraud, and security breaches. Your, con your content goes against our community standards. Again, your account has been restricted or disabled. Well, you know, Greg or somebody can, can I don't know, is there, that is ridiculous. It was reported as spam. Somebody reported you then. Okay, yeah. so you can probably guess who that was. Yeah. Jeez, don't you people have something better to do? And no, we're not going to even name your name. Get lost, go away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but maybe there's, if you can appeal it and we can let them know, all they have to do is check and see that we are here. I, I just said it to Not Greg. that right, Rick. It's just harassment at this point. Yes. Uh, 
you know, I see a lot of similarities to this poor girl and then David Crowley's family. The, the cases, you know, the, with the way that the police are not, they're finding a conclusion that's convenient. So they either don't have to dig in and find the answers or they're covering something up. It's the same way with the, with the Crowley case. They rushed to a conclusion and now this poor man is considered a domestic abuser. People slander his name all over the place. And there's evidence, the evidence itself proves he's innocent. Just like the evidence with Kylie, her autopsy report proves she wasn't drunk, proves she wasn't stoned off her butt. She was just a young girl trying to get home. What happened? Correct. And when she first disappeared, people basically had not stated that she was intoxicated. They hadn't stated that she had smoked pot or anything like that. They just, they assumed that she had been abducted. And so for days, they were looking for her. Up until they found her in the reservoir, they were looking for her and saying that she was abducted. And they never, yeah, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm going to block this user. Yeah. How do I, now, then I need to get rid of the, okay. So I'll, how do I get rid of their stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I just had it removed. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to remove it. It didn't, it don't, for me, it only gave me block user or put user in timeout. So did you get rid of it all? There, all of those? I'm not sure. Okay. I, I'm looking, and I think so. I'm going to delete. No, I, I hid them, so. Okay. Wow. Jeez. I, I, I can't stand people who do stupid stuff like that. Get out of the chat room. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, these are just bots. They're, oh, sent, okay. they're sent to your channel. You know, so it's it's like it's done on purpose, but you know, we're kind of under attack. My stuff gets reported as spam. Catherine gets these weird bots in her group or her group chat. It's interesting. We must be on the right track. Okay, you asked for it, Deb. Now you got it. <laughs> Does she have to Come accept on. I just made her mod? Does she have to accept? No, she just has to make a comment. Oh, okay. Come on, hot Deb, make a comment. <laughs> Get your little wrench. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we're just... Uh... <laughs> yeah, so it says, okay. I'm still waiting to see her as a moderator because it says remove yeah, she moderator. Is. Oh, okay, okay. I'm honestly, I just had, mine has to catch up. <laughs> she's got her wrench now you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so I mean they at first they just thought that she was abducted and then once that kind of went by the wayside they were saying oh well she was too inebriated to drink I mean too inebriated to drive I'm so sorry I'm like a little <laughs> frazzled now by everything and uh 
it's like, well, she was too inebriated to drive. Why didn't you let her drive? Yes. I mean, everybody failed her when it came to Kylie. It's, it's like her friends failed her. Her mm -hmm. mother failed her. This child was 16 years old. She just got her car in July. She did not even have a driver's license. It was a learner's permit. She wasn't supposed to be out that late. She wasn't supposed to be driving other people in her car who weren't adults. She wasn't supposed to be drinking or smoking pot or whatever. She wasn't. If that's, her talk yeah. Shows <laughs> yeah. But the official narrative says that she was. So got to kind of add that in. I, and that, I mean, yeah, and see, that's part of our, our, our discussion about this is because they are saying this, the news is saying this, but the autopsy report plainly says that it is due to decomposition, not to drinking. But yet, that's okay, they're going to ignore that, like they do in the Crowley case. And a really interesting fact is THC shows up in Kylie's talk screen. But it doesn't show up in David's. Nope. And supposedly David and, was this huge pot smoker. Oh, look, he has a bong. He was cleaning it. Mm -hmm. And his screen. And Kylie was deceased longer than David was. Yep. So kind of rules that one in our favor. Because that's what we've been saying all along. And now we have the proof of it. Yeah. And the same type of test that was done for David was done for Kylie. Mm -hmm. So. And the one thing I do have to say, I, I did appreciate, because I watched that interview with uh, Duty Ron the other night, you, you had suggested. I did log off. Be, well, yeah, I, I logged off soon. But um, I do know that not Duty Ron, but the other um, uh, gentleman, I think he was, he worked in the medical field. I can't remember what he did. Ed? It could have been his, Ed. Yeah. Is it but, his co co-host? Yes. yes. Cause he, he was making the comment that he goes, even though you don't see everything that's tested, he said, it's a very comprehensive test that they run when they do these autopsy reports. So all these yahoos that keep saying that they didn't do this for David and that wasn't run. Yes, it was. Just because it's not written in that report you're looking at, they were run. David was not on any drugs. He wasn't on any shrooms. He wasn't smoking pot. He wasn't drinking alcohol. Same thing with Kylie. She was not drunk and she was not high off her, her hiney. What they, the type of test that they ran for David was called immunoacid. Not with an A, with an I. Immuno acid. I know that some a certain somebody has always said that I said immuno with an A. Okay, I have really bad allergies. It might sound like I said it with an A, but it's with an I. <laughs> so, well, it, you, know. you know, and it's also just your believe it or not, it's your um your accent. It's how you talk. And if people mm -hmm. are going to try to, you know, twist your words because of how you speak and how your accent is, I ignore them. Well, I mean, the thing is, is if they're just going off what I say and not actually looking at the report that I'm quoting, that's on them, not me. So, right. 
Yeah, because yeah. so many times, I mean, even professionals can mispronounce a word or your brain gets going so fast, you say something incorrect, but it's not what you mean, but it's what comes out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean anything. Follow the reports. And you have said that, I don't know how, you do it all the time. Don't listen to me, read the report. Yeah, and it, it's right there in his autopsy report. It's right next to the talk screen, exactly what type of talk screen that they ran. And so, and it, it's the same thing with the Kyler Rodney case. They did that. They also sent it off to Chicago to uh, have a more in-depth talk screen done. And so... Anyway, but well, what we've else been on here for what, like a little over an hour now. Did you want to mm -hmm. go ahead and cut this short, and we'll just pick it up next time? Sure, that's fine with me. Does anybody have any other questions before we go ahead and log off? Are you any other comments you want to throw out there? Um, but I, I do want to say thank you to everybody. Thanks to Deb and Russell and Rick and. Um, uh, let's see, there were several people at the beginning. I think they have since dropped off. Um, Inside the Cave, I think, was here. And there was, I'm trying to go back to see. Nikki. Yes, Nikki was here. So thank you all. Yeah, I can't even see your names anymore. They don't show me on the on the feed. But for everyone who's stuck in here and, and stuck with us the whole time, thank you for being here. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do this again since... <laughs> I, I, with with Sophia's help, I figured out how to, to go live. And um, yeah, thanks, Deb. Mm -hmm. I hope you get some rest, Russell. Any last words, Sophia? No. Uh, if anybody who's listening has some questions in regards to the information that I have for either case, I'm more than welcome to send it to you. You can reach me on Facebook. Or you could reach me um, through email. I can leave that. I can give you that information, and you can. Well, it why in the don't you, in the comments section, top it, and I'll um, type it in there, and then I'll, I'll pin it so it'll be up there for okay. everybody. It'll be the first comment people see. So, yeah, and um, just so everybody knows, uh, Sophie and I plan on doing a lot more coverage on the Kylie Rodney, and I know it may seem like. Um, I'm late to the ball game, but I'm not. I did this on purpose. I didn't touch it early on purpose just because there was nothing to go on and everything was speculation. And I don't like speculation. I, I want to see the reports and I'll go from there. But now, and, and also, um, I believe the police said that they would be done with their investigation in November. So once they decide that they are finished with everything, um, we're going to go ahead and do FOIAs at that point. I believe right now it would just be moot because they're not done. It's still considered open and they'll be denied. But um, yeah, we're we are going to cover the Kylie case uh, more just because the, this little girl, she's just a little girl and she's been done a huge injustice and it's not okay. Yeah. Uh I just, I want people to understand that there's so much going on in regards to both these cases. And even though Catherine and I might be quiet for a while, it doesn't mean that we have stopped 
looking into the David Crowley case, we are always in contact and discussing this case. It just is not in public. And we are always working on this case. I And so if there's something that you would like for us to work on or focus on or just even look at, we're happy to do that. Just give us some suggestions and we'll try to follow your lead on that. Uh, and I think that we can also work on other things too, like the Kylie Rodney case, because this poor girl, I mean, between her community, her family, her friends, she needs some justice. And I truly believe that she was not alive when she went into the lake. And I cannot turn my back on her at this point. She needs somebody to be speaking for her. Whether No matter how many strikes we get, right. she needs somebody to speak for her at this point. Because, I mean, she had such a promising future. And anyway, uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, I appreciate you listening to us today. And thank you, Catherine. Oh, thank you. Thank you for helping me get this um, up and going so we could do it live today. Uh, we'll have to do more lives now. Now that now that I know what I'm doing mm -hmm. and I did it without, with, well, I did it with you, but Greg wasn't here to hold my hand. So, <laughs> so now you that did great. So now that we know we can do this, it's like yes, we'll do we'll do more lives. So yeah, thank you, Russell. Thanks, Deb. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, uh, Nikki, and um, inside the cave. And, thank you, yeah. everybody, for for being here and and those who didn't make yourselves known, but you're here listening anyway. Thank you for being here. And we look forward to talking to you guys next time. Have a good night. Okay. Have a good night. Yes, he has a merchandise video on his great station. You want it? You want it? You want me to send it to you? Oh, whatever. He's selling you, can, mugs. you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. He's selling mugs. He's selling tumblers. He's selling leggings. All a five-year-old. A deep five-year-old. And you think that's okay? Remind them about the book and so they know what, what to look forward to. Uh, in January, we hope to be having a, uh, a book collaboration with Catherine, Greg, Dan, uh, artwork from Will, uh, <laughs> which I'm excited to see what you come yeah. up with, Will. And um, lots of stuff. <laughs> we're hoping to have that come out. Uh, Greg is self-publishing, so right now he's editing all of our chapters. <laughs> he's actually very good at it, so. Uh, his writing props have been very helpful. And what else? Just, you know, there's some things that I have discovered while writing the chapters, but I don't know if I really want to go into it because it's going into the book. So I'm finding it hard to talk about it.
Yeah. And, and I see Greg is in the in the chat. Greg, you're supposed to be on the panel with us. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on, hot Greg. I know. <laughs> Your fans are waiting so for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying hello to the chat right now. Okay. It's hard to do a couple things at once. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, yeah, just been working on all that stuff. How about you, Catherine? Let's put you in the hot seat. Well, actually, since I'm the host, I'm going to put William in the hot seat. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, William. Um... <laughs> well, I mean, as I was saying earlier, I mean, David, it's he's been proven innocent countless times over now. Um, we just don't know who did it. It's really what it comes down to. Um, there's, I mean, there's still a few things that are still being speculated when it comes to how he was killed, I would, I would say, at least. I mean, at least parts of it. Um, you know, time frame, things like that. But it's, it's, you know, it's kind of tricky. But at the same time, we, there's, it was impossible for him to have done it. It was impossible for um, Camille to have committed it. And obviously, it was absolutely, you know, impossible for Rania to do it. So, yeah. who did it? Right. I know. And at it's this like, point... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that, Catherine. At this point, I really don't think it's important to find out who did it. I think just as focusing on what proves him innocent is more important because, I mean, what are we going to be able to do? We can't do a citizen's arrest. I know, too bad, boy. I would love to. <laughs> I, I honestly don't even want to deal with the people who did it. So, well, I mean, if we could, I mean, we either, we either, I mean, you know, it's proven him innocent. I mean, that's, we've done that so many times over that it, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, find out who did it. And I mean, I'm sure most of us have got our own uh, sneaking suspicions on who did it. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the people involved, things like that. But it's really finding out what, you know, basically if we're able to get the information to law enforcement, what are they going to be able to do about it? You know, and they still can do something about it. They're just choosing not to. So that point is just hoping that it gets ramped up to something bigger. And then those law enforcement officers that were involved on basically not actually solving the case, something happens to them as well. And I seriously hope something happens to them. This is ridiculous. I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, something like they lose their jobs for instance, that would be fantastic because they shouldn't be a police officer if they're not going to do their job. Right. And, you know, for me too, it was like when I was going through that blacklight report and, you know, right there on one of the very first pages, I don't know if it was like page two or three or whatever, but when it tells you that the root drive was accessed on January 14th and you know, David's lying on the floor with Kamel, you know, it's not them. So you're like going, what is it going to take for these police officers to go, okay, yeah, we rushed to judgment because, you know, we took the easy way out. I swear that's what they did. They were lazy. They took the easy way out and just, 
you know, they decided a scenario. Okay, this is me speculating, okay? And I'm allowed to have an opinion for those who want to disagree. They came in. They didn't want to really do the work. It was going to be too hard to figure out who did it. It was a mess. So they're just like, well, okay. He had to have done it. So they looked for things to fit their scenario. But as the evidence is coming in and the evidence doesn't match up what they're saying, you would think they would backtrack from that. But they didn't. They just like dug their heels in deeper and just went further and further with their their um, thoughts and, and their ideas. I think, personally, I think it's pretty accurate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, personally, I don't think the case is closed anymore. So I don't think it is either. I'll put that out there. I don't think it's closed. I think that's the actual reason why we're not getting anything else. I went back through. I read that last email that I got from the city attorney in detail because I actually wrote about it. I was looking up certain statutes and everything and the way that she listed the statutes in order. And I don't, I do not believe that this case is closed anymore. I think that it's actually opened. 100%. From the information that Catherine and I and other people have sent off, I do believe that they have finally done it. I, I mean, I think that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, also, on top of that, just to add to it, I think because people were looking for specific things that mm -hmm. were overlooked or weren't really looked into a whole lot, or at all in some cases, I think that's that's kind of spurred, okay, well, wait, these average Joe people, right? These just people just behind their computers and all this, you know, that aren't even here in Minnesota, they're asking for these things. So obviously they picked apart the case better than even the police did. If they're picking apart the case better than the police did, what do they got? Let's follow up these leads, what they're looking at here. And, oh, wait, there, there seems to be some things here. You know, so... You know, I'm sure, you know, that's the thing. I'm, I'm also pretty sure that some of our videos at least have been watched by them. I don't I know for sure so. who, oh, yeah. but I would, I would hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that's, that's the case is if it's opened again, which it seems to be, I was going to say the same thing about that letter is like, uh, yeah, that, that does look like it's open. I mean, it kind of says it anyways. Um, but mm -hmm. you know, just if the case is open again, this explains everything, why they're not handing anything out why they're going forward with the whole, you know, okay, we're, we're not handing anything out anymore. We're, they're going to just kind of be quiet about this. Why a lot of these guys yeah. have also gotten kind of quiet too, I've noticed on social media. And, you know, their reasoning for why they weren't going to hand out any more information was because if in the future, if a perpetrator is caught, they need that stuff that they have held on to. Mm -hmm. for the case. I mean, she states it right there in right. the email. And, you know, and like I said, the statutes that she used, it states it in there too. She's using homicide now. She's not using you know, murder-suicide. Right. And she's talking about those who either did it or helped those who did it. So they have broadened the scope. They're not just looking for suspects. They're looking for accomplices too. Right. So much for Ken Maines, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. World's right. greatest detective, Ken Maines. Don't get me started on that low well, waste so, of oxygen. Right. But the thing I noticed also is like one of the typical people who is making a lot of threats towards people was Sean Wright. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No threat since then. 
at all. In fact, he's gone basically radio silent. He has. And I don't think it's because he just over the case, oh, you know, David did it. No, 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 no. I think it's because there's that other group. I hate mm-hmm. to mention them. I really do. Um, but there's that other group, and they've gone kind of radio silent on it, too. You know, but the thing is, is well, you got to look at, well, who are those people connected to? You got Sean Wright. You got, you know, you got a few other people. I'm not going to mention just in case, but, you know, the big one, Sean Wright. And he's gone radio silent. These other guys mm-hmm. with their weird connections they've got, they've gone radio silent. You know, so I, I think there's something there, and I think they see that. So I think they're kind of just like trying to go and, uh, okay, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You know, trying to scramble to go and get out of, out of those crosshairs. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, I find it awfully funny and um, this is all public knowledge. I'm not doxing anybody and I won't say names, but I will say that there are a few of those who have accused David and stabbed David in the back um, with what they've said since all of this has occurred and accused him of being, you know, causing, you know, doing domestic violence, hurting his wife and all this other stuff. Well, it seems mighty funny that a few of these people have been arrested for domestic violence charges. David, David never, ever hurt his wife, ever. And yet now we have a few of these who... Um, have quite the record of domestic violence against somebody that they know. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> you know, ding, ding, ding. A leopard doesn't change its spots. So. Yeah, we have it twice for one person. Another person was doing it right in front of their children, you know, and, you know, it's just quite an extensive record actually. It's just. So here we have people who were involved with David's life and this project, the Gray State Project, who not only previously had these run-ins with the law, but then when they the family was found dead, they had no problem saying that David, how horrible he was for what he did to his wife and his child and blah, 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 blah. But yet since all of this, they both are two or three of them. Now <laughs> they have even more arrests on their record for domestic violence within the realm of their family. And, you know, if you're looking in the way people are psychologically, you, if, if you're someone who's going to be abusing your family and you have anger issues, if you're not getting help, those traits don't go away. And so, you know, we have people who have these traits, who have a history of this behavior, calling and accusing a man who never had those, his, had those traits or that history of behavior, calling him that. And now all of a sudden, like you, like you were saying, William, it's radio silence on, on everybody's part. They're all kind of tucked tail and run at the moment. So one thing I do want to bring up is I don't know if you saw that in chat what I just put up there. That's actually from Statista um, as of October 14th this year. Um, at least that's that's what I just that's what the date is on it right here. Um, but when it comes down to murder in the United States, apparently 
when it comes to the relationship from victim to offender is generally family related or people they knew rather than mm -hmm. strangers. So another thing that's kind of against them because they're people that he knew. Um, and it's obvious they're people they knew because if they're, if they were, if this was a stranger, there would have been a struggle. There was no real big struggle, at least that was really in the home. It wasn't a really, it wasn't a very obvious struggle, I should say. Um, there, from what I could see, that definitely looks like there was a little bit of a struggle, but it also kind of looks like it was tried to be cleaned up. And like I said, you go back to the statistics, more homicides in the U.S. are committed by people that knew the victim rather and than just by strangers. Unfortunately, I think that's what not only the police ran with on this, but you know, the, the gray state guys use that as, as their excuse and right. why even the news ran with it because statistically it would say that David did this and it's like, well, it's a statistic. It's not a hundred percent. If you right. look at that crime scene, you walk in, you're, you should automatically know, wait a minute, there's three people here with four gunshot wounds to the head. Where's the blood? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Okay. How did they get here? And they have an exit wound here, but there's, and you don't have a bullet for two of them. And right. it, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Well, and the funny thing is, it's also speaking on that. There's also the bullet trajectory, which I know there's some people saying that they've never, um, that they never really did any bullet trajectory. There was a little bit done. It wasn't really done as, you know, like what a typical bullet trajectory scene would look like with, you know, with string or with some kind of software. They didn't use a whole lot of that. However, however, if you were to go and try and line David's body up, even with a little bit of movement here and there, um, you know, he's, you know, not getting up and, you know, moving around like thriller, you know, we know that, <laughs> you know, a certain somebody thinks apparently they do, but, um, but when it comes down to it, you can go and adjust David's body all day. You're not going to line that bullet in the ceiling. You're not going to line that up with David at all. It's literally impossible. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Greg has finally joined us. Hi, Greg. Hey, buddy. Hey there. Can everybody hear me all right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Broadcasting yeah. live from my mama's basement. <laughs> okay, you want to jump in? I just wanted to jump in here and... Yeah, thank thank everybody who has created a fake document for helping us keep this case going. Really appreciate it. If you want to create some more <laughs> fake documents to add to the to the list, that would be okay too, because um, it's definitely helping us. It's working in our in our favor. So thank you all. Appreciate it. And for you those, who, I'm sorry. For those who haven't, um, are I see a Sandra Turner? I I don't recall seeing Sandra in the chat before. So hello, Sandra. Um, so I don't know um, if Sandra or anybody else has heard about the fake document. Greg, you want to kind of fill them in real quick about that? Yeah, which which one? I guess the one we're talking about. Go for it. <laughs> there was a there was a fake document created by some losers who um, created this fake document and acted like it was from one one Apple Valley police detective to the other. I believe it was uh, to Tommy from Shane kind of thing. So even though detectives rarely will talk about stuff like that or talk like that in a official police document or official police, any correspondence going back and forth. We have in one of the big PDFs, one, either it's either the 488 PDF or the 4, 484 PDF, um, 440 
484 pages, wh whichever one it is, and there's a lot of back and forth. And you can see how these detectives talk to each other, how they talk to other people that are involved in, in this case. You can compare the way that they talk in those, um, in those email ex exchanges. You can compare that to this fake document. It's very concerning that somebody would even create a fake document, but it does show how scared they really are of the truth getting out. And the letter that um, the Apple Valley City uh, attorney sent made it really seem like they weren't going to give us anything more because of this fake document, almost like, you know, the fake document was going to make things worse when really it has really helped helped us. I, I think that's what I think. So well, that's why it's it's a, it's a very, uh, very important aspect of this case. It's still kind of new. It's still fresh. And like you both said, um, the case may not be closed because of that document. Um, they may have helped reopen the case in ways that none of us would have ever done because we're not shady people. So, <laughs> so thanks again. Much, much appreciated. And uh, this wine is for you. Oh, Thank you. Wine. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want some wine. <laughs> and that's just one. Like I said, if there's any other any other fake documents out there, if people have created any other fake or doctored any um, photos that may have the gun in it or anything like that, um, or acting like there's there's information that is out there that we know isn't, which we've been hearing for years. You know, well, we we know we have the proof that David did it. We just can't share it with you guys. We've been dealing with that for almost eight years now of that same thing. And no one has been able to produce any evidence that David Crowley is guilty. Nobody is withholding evidence from the police, I don't think, because there is no evidence that David Crowley is guilty. That's why somebody would have to fake these documents. They would have to doctor those documents. And if you go back and trace, according to, to Tony Floyd, where those documents or where that document came from, and where the image with the gun may have come from, whether the image with the gun is fake or, or not, to me, doesn't, you know, that's, that's a whole nother issue. But um, if you trace it back and look who that person is, look who these people are, you can totally understand why, um, why they would have the motive to create a fake document, first of all. And I can totally understand why the Apple Valley police and the Apple Valley city may be putting a big spotlight on them. And their best thing to do is, is to do what the gray state goons did right after David died was to go silent. And if they don't wanna go silent, hey, it's fair, fair warning, fair warning. You know, um, because doing something like that, creating a fake document, acting like it is coming from one police officer to the other, that's a serious crime. It's a serious crime. And, um, you know, they should, they should know that, that there's, you know, it's, it's not going to go un, unnoticed. It's not going unchallenged. And hopefully the Apple Valley will be able to get to, to the bottom of that source and any other sources that are similar to it. Well, just one question on this. Has anybody actually, I mean, like, come to any conclusion as to what that person is going to gain from doing that? Like, why they would even want to want to have, you know, to, to falsify and try to really push that David did it? I don't understand what the gain would be. Probably multiple reasons. 
I would say not not just one. One of them would be um, to make you know to make themselves look good as if they knew something that they really didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, to make us look bad as if we didn't know stuff, you know, as if there was there was in information that we were not getting that was out there. And those are two of the two of the reasons that I can think. I can think of a, a lot more, but to me, those are the two that really well, stand I'm out. I'm talking like bigger picture here, though. I mean, like. Are they just thinking real small picture and just trying to go and defame a Facebook group and a few people? Or are they thinking big picture, like actual like fame and money and all that? I mean, I really don't think any sense. Yeah, my, my view is, and I don't know how the how the <laughs> ladies of justice feel here, but my view <laughs> Catherine, my view is um, they didn't think that it would go this this far. I don't believe that they thought that the Apple Valley City uh, attorney would get an actual aff affidavit from Detective Shane Klokonos, if I remember correct, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, yeah, from him, and saying that he did not write this. Um, that's taking it pretty, pretty far there. So, yeah. well, is that? I mean, that's how I see. It. I mean, I definitely want to hear what Catherine and stuff you have to say on that as well. But um, you know, the whole, the whole thing about doing it, it's like it just, it's. It seems like the guy didn't, or the person, sorry, uh, didn't think far enough ahead to realize this would happen. This would be eventual. It's not even, you know, this is going to happen. Absolutely and that's typical with that person. Yeah, and that's that's a trait of that person. It's not the first time they've done something like it. So right, right. So, what were you going to say? I was going to say that it probably was done out of uh, a narcissism type complex. Number one, number two, they were probably thinking, you know, like, oh, hey, I'm in touch with the police. You know, I'm on a, on a first name basis with the police. I could pick up the phone. I can get documents. See, look, I have this document. And, oh, but we can't share it in the public. Don't post it in the public. I, that kind of thing. Only share it, you know, between those that you know who will keep it between us. This was a way to keep that tight little niche together. And that's just one that and, we know about, right? Uh, I know of a couple others that I sent off. So, yeah, uh, at least a photo and another kind of document that they're trying to pass off as real. So those were all sent off at the same time. Yeah, you think they would have learned by now with that? <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that they thought that they got away with the first one, and then they just created a few more things. And then once we came out with the whole, you know, email from the city attorney and the affidavit, that's when this person went radio silent. Smart move. So, yeah, it was a smart move. So. So, uh, I just I don't know I can't I, I personally can't wait until we get actual verification that they're like okay we're we've now opened it and we're gonna look at this a little bit better um, although I know it's like in a roundabout way and she kind of said it in her letter but for my brain, I want to hear the words. I want, you know, <laughs> and yeah. because she, I mean, as you know, anytime I've contacted 
any of them. I've only received one response out of the multiple times I've contacted any of them. They've always just ignored everything I, I've requested. So other short of going to court, if, you know, if I was out there, I would just file court papers and, you know, request the documents, but you know, I can't show up to court because I don't live there. You know, short of doing that, it's like my hands are kind of tied, but I'm glad that they opened up to you, especially you and Sophia and Greg. Yes. Uh, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay. Everything just went really quiet. That's why I was asking. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was answering Deb in the in the chat room. Uh, it's uh, twelve to fifteen years. If found guilty. How long? If uh, if they got well, caught for falsifying. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's a federal offense, and it's twelve yes. to fifteen years. So. Well, I guess he'll really get to, or this person will really get to talk to some prisoners then. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe that was the plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> work, them way, work their way into the jail system somehow. He's just making some friends in low places. <laughs> Real mail order groom. <laughs> <laughs> So is there anything else you guys want to say on the on the Crowley case or do you want to go ahead and move on to the Kylie case? Uh, I'm really I'm really happy um really really excited about this uh book. That's pretty much it. You know, I'm really look, looking forward to it. Now, how many um people are going to be contributing to the book? Are there four um, of us contributing? There may be more. There may okay. be more. So, I'm so as of now, there's like four, maybe possibly more. But and then you did say that William is going to be doing the cover artwork, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. So he's he's working on that while working on other other things too. And yeah, hopefully we can make the the deadline. But even if we don't, um, it'll still be out there. So. Yeah, I hope so too. And if for those of you who don't know that um, David, Kamel, and Rania were found on January 17th, 2015. So we're trying to get the book done and completed so it could be released on the anniversary of, of their um, bodies being found. So hopefully, knock on wood, we will get that done. It should be. It only, it only takes a couple weeks. Once it's done and once we send, send it off, to be printed um it should only take a couple weeks i mean it'll be live then as of that day whenever we go live but as far as the global distrib distribution you know that could take another week or so so that's why i really want to try to get this done um at least by the end of december and then to have it have the final version sent off everybody gets a proof copy and yeah as long as there's nothing else there and should should be good and working on the different orders working on i'm working on my chapters now i looked at one chapter i have and it's it's about 40 pages but i i'm gonna break it up because it's it's really several different smaller chapters i feel like the way that my chapters are going are going to be almost like little little blog posts and stuff so and, and if anybody has any um quotes if anybody has any um, powerful David Crowley quotes that may stand out. Um, we definitely would like to um, uh, 
try to collect some some of those so we can we can add that in. Russell, I think this will be a hard copy. I, I think we're going to skip the paperback. We're going to go directly to a hard copy with this one. Hardback, not not paperback. Correct. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that. I be like nice. that. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> this, the the uh, the um, the the place where we're going to do the self pub it's self publishing, mm -hmm. um, but the uh, the hardcovers look really nice. The way that they make the hardcovers look really nice, and they keep changing things. They keep changing a lot of different things. So this company used to be a lot better, and I don't know what's going on with budget cuts or what what it is, but they keep just making it a little more difficult, a little more issues, there's more issues with it but nothing that we can't figure out so and as far as the crowley the david crowley case goes if anyone is new here please watch my videos um there's a whole bunch there and then you saw greg fernandez jr who was on here earlier he has also a youtube channel called the gray stage and then also he has the greg fernandez jr um, look him up he does some fantastic videos and we really um David Crowley was a war veteran. He was um, a, a young man with a dream. He was a writer. He was a composer. He had written a movie called The Gray State, which he had just made a deal with some producers in Hollywood. They were going to um, make it a, a series, I believe, on either TV or HBO. And then he and his family end up dead in the house and he was blamed. It was called a murder-suicide, double murder-suicide. But the house is completely missing his blood, his daughter's blood, and only his wife's blood is there. There's no bullet. The bullet that killed David and Rania are missing. Um, there's access on the computer after they were dead. There's a whole bunch to this case. So... Um, we would love any help or get you, even if you're watching the videos, is it's helping because it helps to show those who are, the police are watching our videos and watching what we do. So when they see that, you know, more people are paying attention, I think we can move this case along a little bit faster. We're trying to get them to reopen it, which Sophia had written a letter um, and had received a letter back from the city attorney of Apple Valley, Minnesota. And the writing on that leaves you to believe that the case has been reopened. So the first letter, not so much the second letter. Yes. Especially with the statutes that they used. So anyway, okay. You were on a roll. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. I was just reading what, what's war, what was war said time to baptize Satan. <laughs> Hey, we love you too, Derek, and I'm so glad to see you back. Um, but please go back and, and, and watch our videos, especially, the, you know, the latest ones, the inconsistencies. I have done a video where I've um, compiled even more. It's over 60 now, inconsistencies. Things like um, a blanket underneath uh, Kamel, but on top of David. Kamel's um, head being covered, her arm being covered, an arm underneath her, but yet she's missing her face and, and both hands. So things like this. Um, you'll find this case really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. But thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, William, for joining us. Of it course. Was to have you. And thank you, Sophia. And um, again, I've been yakking. So you guys want to say anything before we close? Just want to thank everybody in the chat and 
all of those who were in the chat and then had to leave early. Hopefully you'll come back and you'll get to finish this off. And uh, don't forget to click the like button if you've enjoyed our conversation tonight. And, and subscribe. And subscribe, please. So, and thank you because the chat really did make this a great conversation. It did, man. They were on fire. Thank you guys so much.